Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're doing an Easter special. All right, well, we are back, Brian. We are here. Welcome. We've already talked about a bunch of stuff. We've we've drank some coffee. Yes, we're good. Yeah. We, we, we've done all the things we need to do. We want to welcome all of our listeners. Yes, welcome, everyone. And we start talking on the front end of some of these podcasts because we know by the end, you're, you're tuned out by the end, so yes. you're not even listening to us anymore. Right, that's so right. <laughs> we have a better chance of connecting with you on the front end. Yes. We, uh, you know, you can obviously go back and listen to all of our podcasts at F4L. Uh, okillbc.org slash F4L. Mm-hmm. And you can also connect with us at our email, right. F4L at okillbc.org. Send us an email. Let us know your feedback. Yep. Also, go on the podcast apps, whatever you use. Apple Podcasts is very popular. And rate us, mm-hmm. review us. Do all the things that other As long as it's a good say. review. Yeah, that's right. It's a good <laughs> review. If you don't like it, just move on. Now, I will say, I was looking at the statistics, and we were getting, a, you know, obviously most of our listeners are in America, mm-hmm. but we were getting some play in Australia. Wow. That's so, really cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Now, uh, I think there were like 30-some downloads in Australia. It's probably wow. the same person just downloading Still, 30 episodes. Australian so. listener, hello. <laughs> we love you. Uh, thanks for listening. That's great. So and everyone else. If they're the land <laughs> down under, are we the land no. up? Well, it depends. It's all depends. Down it's up. like the students. I always ask the students, hey, what's up? And they're like, the sky. And I'm like, you know what's not crazy? on the other side of the world. Oh. You know what's crazy is their seasons are, are backwards from us. Or our seasons are backwards from us. That's them. true. Uh, and their toilets flush the other way. <laughs> but I was researching Easter. And so when it's Easter for oh. them, oh, it's, it's like fall. Oh. Isn't that what? crazy? Oh, that's cool. nuts. Anyway, that is cool. Well, it's like in in Vietnam, Christmas, it's like ninety five degrees out all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah, because yeah. we associate cool. Christmas with winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. that's not how it is for everyone, and it's good to have those perspectives. It is mind. good because like because it's not all about America. That's right. Because <laughs> Christianity is all people, contrary, tribes, tongues, and language. Right. So contrary to popular belief, an American view. <laughs> The world does not revolve around America. You know, we can be really arrogant. I'm sorry. All of our international listeners. We, we love you. We love you. <laughs> Jesus first. Jesus is the most important thing. Okay. Amen. Well, let's talk about <laughs> Easter. You know, we've never done an Easter special in the couple of years that we've been doing this. I know. We've never done Easter. We did. I'm a little embarrassed by that. We you did know? Christmas. We've done a couple Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we just love, you and me, we love especially Christmas. love Christmas. We love Thanksgiving. And Christmas has this has a much bigger season around it. You know, right. you have you have music and you have uh you know Chris you have lots of Christmas like outdoor activities mm-hmm. where you're going caroling or you're getting a Christmas tree and you're going shopping and just, just a all lot of these of things. Stuff. Yeah. And we did that we did a Thanksgiving uh, episode mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we talked about what yep. Thanksgiving means. Well, and that those are I mean Thanksgiving. Well, I'm about to say this and that's this is kind of part of the problem. Like I was literally about to say, well those seem to be a little bit easier to do because there's so much Christian emphasis in those things. Like in Thanksgiving, we're thankful to the Lord and Christmas we're celebrating the birth of Christ. But like that's the point. Easter is all about Jesus. Why don't we talk about it? Yeah. More, it, it you know. It shouldn't take a back seat to the other holidays. We need to find a way to encourage it and celebrate it. Yes. Don't you think? I, yeah, I, I need this. Like, I'm really glad we're doing it. Really glad we're doing this. So there there are some huge 
huge reasons why Easter cannot be overlooked. We want to try to dive through some of these things. We want to first yeah. deal with like the the theology of Easter. Like why as Christians mm-hmm. does this matter? Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the history of Easter and then some of the traditions. Mm-hmm. Church traditions, family traditions. So, let's dive Let's dive into the theology of Easter. Let's. I like diving into theology. It's a lot of fun. So let's do it. Okay. What is some of the most important parts? Like, what is Easter really celebrating? Well, Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. It's kind so, of, I mean, kind of a big deal. That's the central theme. Regardless of, it's kind of like, you know, with Christmas, the sin, you know, it's, it's yeah. around the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture has taken it and sort of, uh, co-opted it to being like Santa and all those types of things. And so the same thing with Easter, it's it's not about Jesus anymore. But the original uh, Christian meaning is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Yeah, that's that's kind of it in, in a nutshell. And like these are kind of, you know, Christmas and Easter kind of like the bookends of right. a, a lot of Christian theology. I mean, that's kind of a lot of, you know, how we understand things. So they're so really I think, important. I think we have to look at the things. resurrection and understand it. And the theology around it. And so the first point is the death, the burial, and the resurrection actually right. happened. Yes. And it's it's funny we have to say that. Yeah. But we actually, we have to say these are actual events. Jesus went to the cross, died, was buried in a tomb, and on the third day rose. Right. These are not like just mythological beliefs. That we don't think of these things like the Greeks thought of their gods as something timeless and, and ethereal that like had no real historical, you know, value. Um, We don't think of them like uh, uh, other like Indian gods that happen in, again, just timeless kind of vacuums of, of who knows where and when this is something that happened in real history, in real time, in real space that we literally document our calendars based on this, you know? So, this I, really happened. Yeah, I, I read somebody that said we don't just celebrate that Jesus lived, we celebrate that Jesus is risen. Because right. there's a distinction there. It's not that he lives, he does live, That's right? but it's that he's risen, meaning that he died and was was raised yeah, again. Yeah, he's not like a Buddha who, who lived and said great things. He's not like a Gandhi who lived and said great things. He's not like anyone else in the world. He is somebody who lived, said great things, did great things, yeah. And then died and came back to life. That's Nobody right. else has done that. Well, he told us this in John 15, verses 25 and 26. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. That's right. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. So there's a, a foreshadowing of what's going to happen with him and then also the other believers. Now, there's mm-hmm. many theories of what happened on the cross and in the tomb. All of them are wrong, mm-hmm. except that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. Many people have thought, well, maybe Jesus fainted, or he fell asleep, or he played dead, mm-hmm. and he was awoken in the tomb, and the the um, apostles came and got him out. Yeah. Or the apostles even stole his body and made it seem like he was resurrected and put a uh, an imposter up mm-hmm. as Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's all of these theories out there. Some of them are even have been started 
uh, in the Bible. Yeah. The Roman right. authorities were like, hey, let's say that Jesus was stolen by his apostles. You know, right. that, that was that was early on. Yeah, we gotta kill they were like, we gotta kill this idea that he's back, and so we're just gonna tell them that no, this this didn't really happen. They stole right. his body. So all of these have been disproven. If you go through the account of the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, uh, there's no way that he didn't die on the cross. Yeah. The uh, Romans were very efficient mm-hmm. at killing people and torturing people. And so uh, they would have wanted him dead. Right. And they would have made sure he was dead. Yeah. We love, I, I mean, I particularly love talking about the reasons why you should believe. Because, you know, a lot of people think that faith is just this, like, dumb, blind faith. And and in some senses it is, but but really what it is is it's, trusting in something that is trustworthy. Yeah. You know, the resurrection of Christ, I mean, the Bible goes through long pangs to make it clear and evident that Jesus came back to life because, you know, God knows that this is not an easy thing to believe, so he makes it very, very, very clear. Yeah. And so we love to talk about that, but that's not really the point. We're not trying to prove that he rose to life. You can do some of that research. Maybe we'll do an episode right. on that one time. Well, there's but a, what we're trying to do is point out that the resurrection is is really just everything, right? Yeah. There's a really good movie out uh, that came out a few years ago called Risen. Have you seen this movie? Mm, I don't think it's uh, about maybe. a it's, it's about a Roman centurion. A Roman, yes. Yeah. He's been yes. he's been tasked with investigating the I resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really good. It was really well done because it's from the perspective of a skeptic. Yep. Uh, he doesn't believe it all. And right. He's like, but then all, through all of his research and, you know, on the ground, figuring this stuff it's out. It's kind of like an ancient detective story. Yeah. It yeah. was really cool. So I, w- I would commend that movie. But you're right. The resurrection is everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what we have to say. You know, there was a Yale historian, and I'm going to butcher this name, Yarsalav oh, yeah. uh it's like Pelican. Pelican. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I'm sorry if that's your name. <laughs> I apologize for butchering your name. Uh, but anyway, he said uh, the following lines upon his deathbed. He said, if Christ has not risen, nothing else matters. If Christ has risen, nothing else matters. Yeah, that's right. Think about that for a minute. I mean, that's how significant the resurrection of Christ is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is an essential doctrine. It's an essential thing, and this for me is is a huge thing. Like, I remember wrestling with some of this and and coming to the place where because because if Jesus did not come back to life and he's not alive today, right? Then then this is pointless, and I'm wasting my life. But that's 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 the thing. He has, and I've and I've looked into this, and I've become. Hundred percent convinced, and you know the Bible uh, tells us this. I mean, the Bible, First Corinthians fifteen sixteen through nineteen, it says, "For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied." It goes on to say, "But Christ has been raised." Well, yeah, but let's focus on this for a minute. Paul basically says the same thing that if that if there is no resurrection direction then it then what we're doing it's doesn't pointless. matter that's right so what changes if there's not a resurrection i mean we're we're wasting our time yeah i mean we we have not truly been called to ministry our church is right. a waste of resources our faith is a waste we ought to go live as a based as we possibly can we ought to live for ourselves we ought to right. live for to to maximize our pleasure, our pleasure right now in life because we don't have it in the future but but that's the th- and there's a lot of people who really think that and you know what um there's logic to that that's that's the thing there's a there's a there's a logic in a, in a 
somewhat good reason to believe that because the Bible even says that to, to think that way, not to believe it, but to think that way. But the problem is, is you've, you've gotten it wrong on the fundamental reality of life. Right. And that's something that you can't afford to get wrong. Right. And so this is where the Bible brings, brings us back. Up yeah. Well, Paul, he, he tells us to hold firmly the fact that Jesus was raised. And mm-hmm. if you, first Corinthians or yeah, first Corinthians 15, what we are reading from shows uh, so so many good things about the resurrection. In fact, Paul gives proof of the resurrection by explaining there are witnesses. Yeah, and he goes through the list of witnesses, and he says there were over five hundred brothers right. that saw Jesus raised. Now, at the time he's saying this, yeah, it's it's uh, a little it's a few I don't know if, I can't remember the exact couple, date. maybe a couple like decades maybe yeah. if that long yeah but but some of these people would still be around. Right. I mean, this is like... <clears throat> they'd um, still be alive. And so he's saying to them, hey, these are wit- there were witnesses to this, and you can go find this, out. This would be like someone saying, you know, uh, you know, my 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 grandfather fought in, you know, or my dad fought in Vietnam, yeah. you know, and he's right here, you know, like here, you can talk to him about right. what Vietnam was we like. We tell you the historical events. Yeah. Exactly. And so there were people who were there when it happened. They, they told them, like, this is what I saw. Right. And so because of that, Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 15 to explain that he knows Christ has been raised. And because of that, we are secure in our salvation and our future resurrection. It says in verses 20 through 23, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man also... A man has come also the resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall be made, shall all be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. That's right. So Christ is the first in the resurrection, and then mm-hmm. those that believe will come. So that means our resurrection depends on Jesus' resurrection. Yeah, that's right. If he hasn't raised from the dead, then like only an idiot would think that you're coming back to life. And right. that's what people like to claim. But that's why we really focus in on all of the proofs, all of the like very verifiable reasons to believe that Jesus actually did come back to life. Um, because he did. <laughs> right. It's, the, it's essential. It's key to our promised afterlife. We know the Bible tells us we will be remade with new bodies living forever in the presence of the Lord. So we too will be resurrected if we die before Jesus comes back. This was a, this was an especially troubling point for the church in Thessalonica. If you remember, mm. Paul wrote to, to assure them in First Thessalonians chapter 4, you want to read that for us? Yeah, at 13, starting 13, chapter 4, it says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others who do not have hope. That, that's an important line. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So um, really quick, I want to just say, this is so this right here, so we're having our our... our daughter we're supposed to have this baby literally anytime right we've been talking about this by the time this podcast episode comes out we might have already had her probably will um maybe her, her name is anastasia anastasia is from the greek word anastasis mm-hmm. which is resurrection so when jesus says mm-hmm. i am the resurrection and the life he says i am the anastasis and the uh i'm not sure the greek word for life at this moment uh, in time but he says that i think it's uh suke so he says that and 
And I'm just, I wanted to name our daughter Anastasia so that I will be reminded that I don't need to grieve as others do who have no hope. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens to me, my wife, or my children, there is an anastasis named Jesus. And in him, God will bring us back to life who have fallen asleep. Right. This is this is literally, to me, this is everything. This is what helps me leave my house and, and go to work sometimes. Right. I, I mean, I'm serious. Right. This is, you know, in an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about uh, fear versus faith. That's right. And, you know, I think that this this helps Christians to know that we can have faith in the Lord and not walk around fearful because, you know, like as Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. And so we, we must keep that as a perspective throughout our entire lives. Mm-hmm. We have hope. That's we right. have hope. Now, it couldn't happen without Jesus. His death, burial, and resurrection paves the way. Mm-hmm. But this is why we celebrate Easter. So, I mean, is this something that we need to celebrate? Is this worth celebrating? You know, I, the the emphatic is yes, but the the frustrating thing to me is that this is not, like, why am I not as excited, or why have I not been as excited? And maybe this is just me. You know, maybe sure. listeners aren't feeling this way, but I do think we'll talk up some about this. Why am I not as excited about this as I am Christmas? You know, well, I think I think the world, like life, life stops for Christmas. Yeah, it doesn't really stop for Easter, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, there's 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 so much it's like lead easier up. to celebrate Christmas, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and there's not as much going on because it's. Um, School's out, and you are focusing on you know it's winter. So there's, yeah. I mean, it's just there's so many other things to do in the springtime. But I do think we need to uh, make sure that we make this a priority. Yeah. What about Christians that don't believe in celebrating Easter, or I mean, really any holiday? What should we say to them? Well, I mean, that's a good question. So like, there's this, there's a history of Easter. It's not like Easter is just like all of us, you know, like we, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about how far it goes back. Oh yeah. I'm totally jumping the gun here. No, no, no. But I think it's, we, we, if, 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 if we're not going to sell, if we're not allowed to celebrate things or, or, you know, I think the argument is often like, well, you should celebrate every day. Okay. Are you? Like, are you celebrating Jesus's birth? Are you celebrating Jesus's death and resurrection? Like, to the fullest extent that right. you can every single day. Well, it's uh, just if like not. Then you know, yeah, G- yeah. Christmas and Easter are good reminders for us, right? But that's they, they kind of like refocus. It's like yes, they, they refocus us so that we can live a certain way throughout the whole year. That's exactly right. And I think that's why the Lord instituted some of these festivals and feasts. For instance, like Passover is a, is a big deal for the Jewish people, and mm-hmm. that was instituted in the old Testament there, they're supposed to have this time where they remember what God did. It helps to refocus on the faithfulness and the salvation of God. Yeah. Easter and without is, it, yeah, you can really get, you know, you can lose that, that focus and take it for granted. That's right. Yeah. Easter and any, any of these things is like the, the recalibrating of what come, what becomes mundane. Right. right. And so, you know, if it's only, you know, every week or every day, then it's going to get mundane and you're going to take it for granted or, or not care anymore. But this, this gets us recharged to, right. to have that emphasis again throughout the weeks and throughout the days. Well, and I think that, you know, s- some feel because, um, a lot of these holidays have, were, were once pagan holidays mm-hmm. and have been kind of co-opted by Christians that they should not be celebrated. Right. People feel the same way about Christmas a lot of times because there were 
there were many holidays that were revolving around this change of the seasons, mm-hmm. you know, spring, uh, the spring equinox, the, you know, um, you know, the sum, the summer and winter solstice, right. you know, they, they, they celebrated a spring and a harvest and, you know, all of these types of things. So we should not celebrate as if a pagan would celebrate because it's idolatrous is what some people would say. Yeah. And, and I think we have to, we have to, and this is something for myself. I have to take these things seriously. I don't. You don't want to just throw them away because you know worshiping the Lord is is not a trite matter. Worshiping the Lord is a, a serious thing, and we don't want to just do it, you know, uh, the wrong way. But I also want to make sure that we are not legalistic in any way. So what I don't want to do is look at people who are like, no, you shouldn't celebrate holidays or whatever. <laughs> And, and be like, well, you are absolutely wrong, and, you know, you should. Um, I think when you look at the Bible and the way, like, Scripture deals with these sorts of conversations, there's a lot of grace to say, hey, like, this is kind of a conscience issue. Right. And so, like, if you can't celebrate, you know, Easter and call it Easter out of your conscience, then, like, okay. You right. know, are you worshiping Christ? Good, done. You know, like that's that's what matters. Now there are others who can celebrate Easter without worshiping. You know, it right. being idolatrous, mm-hmm. and we have to have the grace for each other in this conversation. That's right. Yeah. So I, I don't. I would not tell another Christian in this area because I I don't feel like this is a biblical issue. You right. know, I don't feel like it's something God has prohibited us from. As long as we're not making it an idolatrous thing, you know, because mm-hmm. we are told not to. Yeah, worship idols, right. of course, but I don't think celebrating Easter, the resurrection of our Lord, is a, is an idolatrous thing. The ho- I'm not I'm not worshiping the holiday itself. I'm right. worshiping Jesus. Jesus, and as long right. as we do that, it's it's okay. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about the history. Easter was first related to Passover. Mm-hmm. Early Christians celebrated Passover and they worshipped Jesus as the Lamb and the Redeemer. That's the Passover Lamb. Right. And so the date always moves because it's tied to Passover. And so I found this on a website, infoplease.com. It says, Easter is calculated as the first Sunday after the Paschal full moon that occurs on or after the vernal equinox. Yes. If the full moon falls on Sunday, then Easter is the following Sunday. So the holiday can occur anywhere between March 22nd and April 25th. Yeah, so all of you who are following the Paschal full moon and you're just paying attention to the vernal equinox and all of that stuff, like you know exactly when this is well, happening. It, For the rest of us, we pay attention to the calendar. <laughs> I will say it's it's kind of annoying because I would rather it be a fixed holiday, but I understand why they're doing that, you know. So, and that's why, so in Eastern Orthodox, uh, they they have done that. And I can't remember the the way that they have done it, but Easter is actually is a fixed date um, in the Eastern tradition. Okay, let's um, just be Eastern Orthodox. Well, there, well, there'd be a lot of changes we'd have to make. <laughs> but yeah, so for the Western tradition, we have basically just based it off of the Passover, um, keeping it in, in line with that yeah. tradition. Well, I thought it was interesting that, that Easter, the celebration of Easter and the date of Easter goes back to the Council of Nicaea in 325, mm-hmm. yeah. and they said Easter should fall on the Sunday following the full moon of the spring equinox. So right. that's kind of when that date was put into place as early as 325. Yeah. And so I'm sure there were some Christians even before that that were celebrating it mm-hmm. on that day, mm-hmm. and then they just finally, like, cemented it right in as place. Yeah, that's right. Now, Easter is also strongly associated with spring festivals. Many cultures celebrated 
spring. That's just a part of what they do. In English-speaking countries, Easter was based on the pagan holiday of the Saxon god. And I, I don't know if this you pronounce it the same way. It's E-A-S-T-R-E. Yeah, I'd probably I would probably say it like like Easter or something yeah. like that. So that was that they celebrated spring. Spring. Now, the Saxons were eventually conquered by the Roman, the Romans and were converted to Christianity in the 6th century. And so their holiday was converted to a Christian holiday celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we see they've taken a pagan holiday and turned it into a Christian holiday, mm-hmm. keeping the name Easter to kind of give that, that cohesion, I guess. And this is where I can sympathize with people who are like, maybe somebody wants to celebrate Easter, but they're not going to call it Easter. They're going to call it, like a lot of people will, will use the term Resurrection Sunday sure. and things like that. And I can sympathize with that. Um, for those who are not, you know, don't have a problem using that word uh, Easter, uh, my thing is is we, it, it is okay for us to take, to take, uh, worldly things and make them bow down to Christ. Right. I mean, to me, that's kind of the whole point is mm-hmm. for all things to bow down to Christ. Yeah. So so that's kind of the way I think we can can have grace in, in this conversation yeah. about it. Now, it's celebrated a little different in, in other countries. For instance, um, the coloring of eggs comes from Poland. I didn't know that. Yeah, they would color eggs and they would eat them as a special treat on Easter. Which, okay, and then, then this next one, so in, I didn't know this either. You put this in the notes that the rabbit association with Easter came from Germany. Yeah. Do you know why? Like, is there It a- was written in a book. Uh, there was a children's book that was written in, like, the 1700s. Okay. And it associated rabbits with Easter. And ever since then, people kind of picked it up on that. And, and so that makes more sense because it's like, why why rabbits and eggs? You well, know, and, like, I why? Think, <laughs> and I think some of it revolves around spring and new life yes, and yes, things like that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah rabbits you know bunny these things coming out in the springtime right in, in america it's gone from a christian holiday to a, a really a cultural one yeah and so people celebrate devoid of religion with bunnies and eggs and easter baskets you know this is similar to christmas when you just celebrate with santa claus and presents and all of the the things without jesus so That's right. why do you think this happens well i think it's i mean anyone who who wants to enjoy the fun things that God gives to us. I mean, this is this is life in general, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people love the blessings of God. They just don't want God. Right. You know, they want the blessings and not right. the blessing. Well, I think people see this the, the celebration and the festivities, and they want that yeah. part of it, but they don't want to be told that they have to worship God. This is something I try to tell the students, because, you know, I think for students and, and kids maybe, but especially students, it's easy to think that being a Christian is boring and dull. And I'm like, look at the Bible. God literally commanded them to have have parties celebrating what he did mm-hmm. i mean like look at the festivals that's awesome like no, no i don't i don't i don't want to be a part of a, mm-hmm. a group of people that don't want to have a good time christians are about having a good time to celebrate and the world wants to be a part of that too right they just don't want to celebrate god right so they find the other things and they make it all about that it's right. idolatry mm-hmm. is what it is yeah you're and right so we just take it and we say forget the idolatry we're going to point it right back to god right we're not going to stop partying just mm-hmm. because you know they're doing it the wrong way <laughs> that's how there I you go about it. there you go is well that, is I, that wrong what no do you no think? no and i think these things are I think for the Christian, we need to remember that these celebrations are a, a precursor to what we're going to experience in heaven in the sense of not that every day is going to be a, a feast or whatever, right. but no, there is no. a, there is a great feast laid out before us, and we are going to have a great opportunity to celebrate and and worship the Lord, and so it'll be like sort of an ongoing festival, yeah. you know, yeah. not, not trying to say 
heaven's going to be ongoing festival, you know, <laughs> literally party all the time. No, it's not going to be that, but, but it is going to be celebratory. Right. Is what we're getting at. Right. It's going to be so full of joy. We're not going to be able to. Exactly. Stand that, it. Yes. Thank you. That's a good way to clarify that. So, okay. Well, let's talk about church traditions. Mm-hmm. What about current church traditions? Yeah. So the, the big ones that I am familiar with, uh, and maybe, you know, people who attend church on Easter, you know, we know that, Easter is kind of one of those times you got like Christmas and Easter Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Who Christers. Come, yeah, that's right. And so they come to church on these well, holidays because it's what you're supposed to do. You're right. basically I, supposed to I do to go think to there's some new people that come to churches that are invited by their friends, you yes, know. Yes. Yes. There are some casual Christians that mm-hmm. do show up. I also think that everyone kind of shows up on the same Sunday. You know, like like we don't always get everyone on the same Sunday. Rarely, you know, there's always a segment of people that are working, Mm, mm, working mm, mm, or traveling or they've got other things going on. Yes. And so I think the reason for attendances that are higher on, on Easter Sunday is everyone says, Hey, today's the day I'm going to go to church. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. And so, so, yeah, I don't want to assume that everyone is just a casual Christian, although I do know that that does happen. Or it's like, hey, I want to make, uh, like Mother's Day is another one of these big holidays. Right. I want to make mom happy, so I'm going to go to church with her. <laughs> right, right. And that and that happens. And, you know, I, I'm Although glad. it doesn't happen on Father's Day like that. So yeah. I don't know what that says. Anyway, moving no, on. I, 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 I'm happy for that. I'm thankful. You know, anytime people will come to church and hear the good news of yes. what, you know, God has done for all mankind, like praise the Lord. I so. think, and that's why churches really kind of, glob onto that to say, hey, we want people here yeah. to hear about Jesus. So we're going to, you know, we're going to do everything we can. Now, I'm not, I don't like on Sunday morning mm-hmm. making it like crazy, like a, like a, you know, right. some people do all kinds of crazy things on Sunday morning. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like making it gimmicky. Yes. No. For the worship. Now, there's other things you can do leading up to that, and we'll talk about that. You know, our church has a Good Friday service, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is a worship service, basically. Uh, That's not gimmicky. We do have an egg hunt, which is to bring the community in. Mm Mm-hmm. It's something fun. It's something that you can invite here. But that's different from a Sunday. Like, there are different things. Like, Sunday morning is specifically worship Right for the Lord, right, and and so what we don't want to do is make that worship for the the person who's coming into the building, exactly. You know, and I think some churches uh, can get well. Off and I've on heard that. and I've heard this saying: what it's you win tempting. them, what you win them with, is what you win them to. That's right. And so if you win people with gimmicks, they're going to think that the Christian faith is all about gimmicks. That's right. That's so right. So we've got to make sure that focuses on Jesus. That's right. So what do, what do other churches do? I mean, there's tons of things. You know, one of the things that that I see some. Uh, you know, Roman Catholics have this whole schedule, this mm-hmm. whole week of mm-hmm. things. And I see other Christians doing this as well. I see Protestants doing some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, I see people um, doing things like Lent and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Protestants doing Lent. Right. So let's talk about that for a minute. Of course, Palm Sunday, the Sunday before, we celebrate the entrance of Jesus in Jerusalem. It's a time we worship Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> there's Holy Monday, Holy Thursday, Holy Wednesday. It kind of walks through the Passion Week there. Mm-hmm. Monday, Thursday. Uh, now, this is something I have seen Protestant churches do, mm-hmm. and they celebrate the Last Supper of Jesus. Yeah, 
and his time in the garden and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, there's Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. So that's what, here's something. I think it's good to know these things because for a long time I never knew this stuff. I, I didn't I didn't know that on Monday of, of Easter week there was something that people celebrated. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, man, I like you know, I like yeah. looking at what Jesus did in the temple and and thinking about how he cleansed the the worship of of the Lord and yeah. and then on Tuesday I like talking about what Jesus. Well, did and in I think the olives, Catholic Church know? does teachings through they all do. of these things, and that is one thing that that we could steal in the sense of like we could teach people about the Passion Week and For what sure. what we learn through that leading mm-hmm. up to. Yeah, even like what you said, the Passion Week, like that's what this is. The 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 week, right? It's it's right. from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. It that is the week of the Passion. That's that's passion of the Christ Passion, um, and what He has done yep. uh, on the cross. So yeah. there is a lot what, to be celebrated in this. What about the other things? There are Christians, Protestants that celebrate Lent. What do we think about this? So I never knew that. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I went to a church that was uh, more uh, traditional. They, they were they were really more like a hipster church. Okay. And I went to this service. I thought it was just kind of like a, a worship service. And all of a sudden, everyone, like, stands up, and they start, like, walking down to the front. And, like, the pastor's, like, taking this this ash and putting crosses oh, on their heads. Uh, ash I didn't know. I'm, like, 19 years old, and I did not know what Lent was. I'd never heard of it. I didn't grow up it in a It wasn't a Catholic church? I didn't know. No. Huh. I didn't grow up in a very, like, German... Um, or Roman Catholic uh, mm-hmm. emphasized area. And so I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh my goodness, this church is a cult. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I got to leave. And uh, and then finally somebody explained to me, like, no, this is, you know, we're preparing, we're going to be fasting or, or, you know, putting something off. I think that can be a good thing. Um, but I also think it can totally just be a show. Well, you know? <laughs> I, honestly, I, 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 the Bible um, encourages fasting. Fasting, that's right. So I have no problem with somebody fasting. What what I have problem with is the idea, you know, calling something fasting that's not. Well, fasting has a very specific purpose, and it should be done in the the right and wrong way. You, you, right. You're seeking the Lord for, for it's not, it's not about you. Yeah. It's, it's not like a diet or something right. to better your life. It's not saying, well, I'm going to sa- sacrifice and give this up. No, you're seeking the face of God. That's you're, right. you're, you're putting off these things. You, you know, many times it's food. I'm putting off food so that I can pray and seek God because I need direction or I need help or I need, you know, I, I need to, I need to get God's attention so that he cry out to God and show that I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm putting, it's an act of faith that That's you're putting right. before the Lord. We're, we're going with the student ministry. You and I, we, you're going to go and help me with this. We're going to go to this retreat and um, we're asking the students to not bring their phones. Sure. And we're trying to fest. focus. Mm-hmm. And so um, the, the purpose of this retreat, we're calling it sustenance. And the idea is we want to actively recognize that we don't receive sustenance from anything other than mm-hmm. the Lord. Like truthfully, yeah. all of the sustenance for life comes from God. And fasting, I, I'm glad you said that. Fasting is really a a physical, uh, you feel it way of 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 focusing your life on Christ and only receiving the sustenance you need from Him. Right. right? Yeah. And so, if we're not doing it that way, then we're kind of missing the point. Right. And many, many of the many of the way that the Catholics do it is it's it's a it's a way where, you know, they have like Fat Tuesday, right? Ash Wednesday. Then they go into the the Lent season. Then they break the Lent, you know, or 
you know, break the fast. Mm-hmm. It's it's like uh, I'm going to fast from, um, I don't know, sugar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'm going to mm-hmm. fast from this or I've that. Heard, I've heard tons you know, of people, people don't fasting eat. from social media. Like I, I've right. heard it for Lent. Like that's what a lot so of So I'm not saying doing. that's bad, but it's got to be, your focus has got to be on Jesus. It's not just about you. Right. It's about putting that focus on Christ and, during that fast. And you can't, I mean, fasting from social media can help you do that. Right. And so you're right. In all of this, it really comes down to what's your motivation and what's the point behind what you're doing. Not not. It's not really about right. what you're doing. It's about why you're doing it. Yeah, it's the same thing. All of this stuff, you know, if if we're doing Easter mm-hmm. and we're celebrating it to make it about us or about uh, some holiday, then we're not doing it right. We're not doing it well as believers. We mm-hmm. need to put the focus on Christ. Yeah. It has to be the church has to be on Christ. It can't be a high attendance Sunday for That's us. Right. That can't be the focus. It can't be pull out all the stops and do all the gimmicks because this is our one shot with with the community. That's right. Well, we've got to be gospel focused 365 days throughout the year. So right. let's not just be gospel focused one time a year. <laughs> like I'm saying it's yeah. good to invite your friends and they might be more receptive at Easter. That's right. Okay. So I'm not saying don't invite them at Easter, but also invite them in September, this invite should, them yeah. in December, invite them in July, That's right. That's you know? Right. That's right. This should only be an accentuation of what is normal throughout the year. Right. And if it's not, then, then it's really just a hypocritical thing. Right. You know, and that's, you know, that's for, that's for the church as a whole and as individuals. And that's something that I have to take to heart. We all have to take to heart, you know, why, you know, why are we celebrating Easter if, if we're not living, living out this resurrected hope throughout the year? Exactly. So, so let's talk about family traditions. Let's move from church traditions to family traditions. How do families celebrate Easter? So I'm not going to lie. This is harder for me because uh, we just really didn't do a whole lot of Easter celebration stuff. Like the big thing we did was Easter egg hunts. And even then there were many, many years where we just didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I know some listeners might be, you know, aghast at that because I've, I've seen some people, that <gasps> have, they have like really intense traditions and I kind of like it. It's kind of like, wow, this is cool to mm-hmm. see um but you know there's a bunch of different ones what about you did you yeah, guys do anything well growing up um you know we didn't go to church a lot and so we would um we would get easter baskets and yeah. it would just be to us it would be another sort of holiday that we would just kind of mark and it was fun to get together with family yeah. there wasn't a much of there wasn't a lot of spiritual significance so i was older see for me that was basically all we focused on and so but it was really just like a one sunday like Yep, you know we're we're thankful Jesus rose from the grave. You right, know, it was kind of just uh, it wasn't it wasn't celebrated with lots of like gusto because mm. it was just you know it was the resurrection gusto. Yeah, and so I I I like bringing some emphasis yeah. to it. What about egg hunts? Are those are those bad? I mean, we do one, so mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we probably think they're not bad if we're gonna do so one. So I've been meaning to talk to you. About. <laughs> <laughs> It's about to get real on the podcast today. No, uh, that that is a great question. And again, I, I really think it just all comes down to why do you do it? Yeah, I, th- I think, listen, things don't always have to have a spiritual significance. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. If and somebody so, is going so out fun, there. It's fun to, to put the eggs out. The right. kids have a good time. They collect the eggs. They collect candy. I mean, that's just something fun to do. I would if if you can find somebody who is like going out to an to an Easter egg hunt and like 
worshiping a false god. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. they're, they're like, oh, this is what I'm wanting to do. You know, uh, you know Easter. You know, I, I don't know anyone who thinks of that. I think everyone is just like, kids get candy. Yeah, like, that's let's literally have all it is. Yeah. And so I think that that is a totally harmless thing to do yeah. because we have Christians have succeeded in stripping all of the the evil connotations and worldly connotations from these things and made it all about Jesus. Right. And so the only people who are going to not make it about Jesus are people who don't believe in God anyways, mm -hmm. and they're just gonna they're they are just there for the candy. Right. And so we can make it about candy and Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Easter baskets, ham dinners, I Same mean all thing. those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I it goes to me along with the the idea of presence at Christmas. Right. You right. know, and if you have a conviction against that, I understand that one hundred percent. But, you know, I also don't we don't like make it one hundred percent about the presence. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be Easter doesn't have to be like second Christmas, you know. Right. It can be some candy, it can be a toy, you know, whatever. But like that's just fun, a good way to mark the holiday. How else do you do you market and make it a, a significant? This is something uh, my wife and I've been talking about as we're, you know, our kids are getting a little bit older. We want to kind of establish things, and and I'm thankful for her. She really is like, no, you know, I want to, I want to make Easter, you know, I want to have some emphasis. To right, it. you want to market, and, yeah, mm -hmm. and um, and I and I'm really thankful for that. And and in this, you know, like we're gonna have an Easter basket. You can use that and say, why are we celebrating Easter? Oh why my are goodness, we, why are we doing this? Yeah, my children are 100 percent gonna know the that it's all about Jesus. Just get the the chocolate cross not the chocolate that's butter. Right. yeah that's right Just kidding. <laughs> well how can families keep the focus on the resurrection of jesus this is important i think you know we do a lot of these other things but what can we do to really focus on Jesus. You know, some of the things we've done is we've done uh, devotions leading up to Easter. Mm -hmm. One of the ones that's fun with kids is these resurrection egg devotions. Yeah, what is that? So, it's a Easter eggs that are filled with little um little items mm. and it and you do it you can do it 12 days out from Easter and it basically covers the passion week. Okay. So there's a piece of leather in there that represents the whip. You know, oh, there's wow. a there's a crown of thorns. Wow. There's a nail. The last egg, most kids get disappointed about this. The last egg empty. is empty. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, there's nothing in gone. here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the fun thing that also we've done is make resurrection rolls. Yeah, what what is that? So if you go to the Rhodes Roll website, you can find the recipe. You basically take a, a roll, okay, uh, bread dough. Yeah, and you put a, you put a marshmallow. So you get to eat something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. You yes. take a marshmallow <laughs> that's been dipped in butter and cinnamon and sugar, and okay. you wrap the bread dough around it. Okay. When you bake it in the oven, the marshmallow Expands. melts. Oh, oh. And so when you when you open it, there's a hollow part in the roll, and so it's like a resurrection what? roll. It's like Jesus going into the tomb, and then Jesus is raised. And so that's a fun thing for that's kids. That's cool. I have not done that. And you get to eat a nice treat. I'm getting some really good ideas here. That's awesome. You know, there's lots of things you can do. What, what about with older kids? That's harder, just because you know they don't. They're not going to care about you know some of that. I mean, they might because like who doesn't like eating delicious treats and stuff? Um, you know, we. I, I never really did this, but uh, my my wife and her family they would always decorate uh eggs they would do the you know 
like yeah. hard-boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think especially, you know, guys might not like that as much, but I think girls probably would enjoy, you know, something more artistic like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of it comes down to just emphasizing the right things, you know, and and it really comes down to what you make it. Yeah. And if you if you want well, to make cri- it something, then you, you can. Right. You at know? Christmas, we read the Christmas story. How about at... Easter, Easter, we read the Easter story. Yeah, there's a lot there to read. And and here's what I love, especially with older kids. And I talk to the students about this. Like when you're growing up, you you get the Bible stories and you get like the G or PG version. Like when you get older, it's it's actually good to to let them hear about like this this spear that stabbed him in the side. Like they they start they're older and they're like oh my goodness, like, that's insane. And when and that's when you get to be like, yeah, like, so far you've been little and you've been growing up being like, Jesus is alive, but now you really get the depth of this. Like, right. you understand the pain that he went through and the joy of his of his resurrection. Exactly. So, exactly. That's, I mean, there's there's uh, the Passion of the Christ movie, and I'm not yeah. saying, you know, there's there's a level there. You need yeah. to watch that before you watch it with your kids. You might not even be able to handle it yourself. It is rated R for the... For the... For the... Uh, the violence. For the violence mm-hmm. uh, that Jesus suffered. But I I'm I guarantee you, when my kid is the right age... Show them that. I'm, I'm going to have him watch that. Yeah, yeah. What about a Passover meal? I know lots yeah. of Christians have done the Passover meal... Which, um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, originally I thought maybe it's not necessary, but I do like that early Christians changed the Passover from being just like a, a lamb to the Jesus is the lamb, you know? And so I kind of think it could be a good a good experience to help people understand the salvation of God, although I've never done it with my family. Yeah, so I've I've actually, I remember being in a church, uh, one of the churches we were uh, at for a little while had that. And you know, one of the things I think is important to to understand is that the the Lord's Supper has eclipsed the Passover, the Passover oh, that's good. Uh-huh. meal. Okay, Jesus had the last Passover and the first Lord's Supper at the same time because He is the full the fullness of what the Passover symbolizes. So when you take the Lord's Supper, you're actually kind of having a type of Passover mm. meal. Okay. So when you do this, and I think it's—I don't—I don't have a problem with doing a traditional Passover type meal. I don't—I don't care about any of that, um, because you're basically—you're basically having the Lord's Supper. I think as Christians, we have to recognize it as the Lord's Supper and saying this is this is Christ's body, mm. the Passover Lamb who was broken for me. This is Christ's blood, the Passover Lamb who was poured out for me. Yeah. Um, and so it is the Lord's Supper that you are participating in as a Christian um, that has eclipsed and enveloped the Passover meal. So yeah, have a Passover meal. Mm. Celebrate the death of Christ um, as long as you're going to, because you're also celebrating his life. Right, right. And I think we need to make sure that we know the difference between Christian beliefs and other Easter beliefs and traditions. You know, make sure that we're doing this for the right reason, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Another way that families can do is just be a part of your church traditions and invite others to, to be a part of it, you know. Like we said before, people's hearts are tender to spiritual things this time of the year. And so especially when it comes to Easter, find ways to have spiritual conversations with people. Yeah. And and I would highly encourage you if you if you don't really know some of the reasons, like if you if you believe with your heart that that Christ has risen from the dead, but you don't know how to explain to someone why you believe that, um, I would encourage you to to research that. Um, you know, Lee Strobel's got a case for Christ. I mean, that's that's a really interesting just kind of 
story about how he came to believe in the resurrection of Christ. That's um, good, yeah. And uh, there's other great things that you can look into, other resources online. Um, go figure that out so that when you're talking to people about Easter, um, you can, you can, you're not just like, they're like, why do you believe that Jesus came back to life? You're not just like, uh, because, you know, right. You, you can talk about what the Bible says and the reasons for it. That's good. That's good. So it, it's a fun holiday. We need to celebrate it, but we got to make it about the resurrection of Jesus. Like we said at the beginning, without the resurrection, we have no hope and we are wasting our time. So if we truly believe Jesus is raised, yes. all we have all hope, we have all the, yes. everything before us, then we must celebrate this. Yes. This is a this is a not only a life-changing but a world-changing event that happened when Jesus rose from the grave. Amen. Yeah, we have oh man, we have all the hope and we have none of the fear. Like death there's a song, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a heavy metal kind of Christian song that I like. I like I like that type of music. And the title is Death is on My Side. And the, the line is, uh, where is my enemy when death is on my side? And the mm. idea is that Christ is my resurrection. That's good. I, I don't have an enemy. Like, That's I good. can't lose. <laughs> so, thanks be to the Lord that he has risen from the grave. We have hope and we can live. Amen. So, let's live. So, let's celebrate Easter this year with gusto. Gusto, yes. And let's celebrate our resurrected Lord. Let's tell people. Because people he has him. saved us, and we have all hope because of his resurrection. Amen. Awesome. Well, this is fun. This is our first Easter special. I think we will probably have others in the future. Probably. We'll see. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. And we'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. time. We don't have to dive into all that. No, no, no. Because I don't want to get off into like a big, long, huge, long rabbit trail. (laughs) (laughs) Easter bunny trail. Oh, (laughs) man. That's bad. That's really bad. (laughs) 